Act Four of Andrea or The Fair Andrian by Terence, translated by Henry Thomas Rowley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Fourth, Scene One. Enter Carinus, wringing his hands. Carinus to himself is this to be believed or spoken of that malice so great could be inborn in any one as to exult at misfortunes and to derive advantage from the distresses of another oh is this true assuredly that is the most dangerous class of men in whom there is only a slight degree of hesitation at refusing afterward when the time arrives for fulfilling their promises then obliged of necessity they discover themselves they are afraid and yet the circumstances compel them to refuse then in that case the very insolent remark is who are you what are you to me what should i give up to you what's my own look you i am the most concerned in my own interests but if you inquire where is honour they are not ashamed here where there is occasion they are not afraid there where there is no occasion they are afraid but what am i to do ought i not to go to him and reason with him upon this outrage and heap many an invective upon him yet some one may say you will avail nothing nothing at least i shall have vexed him and have given vent to my own feelings scene two enter pamphilus and davus Sharinus, unintentionally, I have ruined both myself and you, unless the gods in some way befriend us. Unintentionally, is it? An excuse has been discovered at last. You have broken your word. How so, pray? Do you expect to deceive me a second time by these speeches? What does this mean? since i told you that i loved her she has become quite pleasing to you ah wretched me to have judged of your disposition from my own you are mistaken did this pleasure appear to you not to be quite complete unless you tantalized me in my passion and lured me on by groundless hopes you may take her i take her alas you know not in what perplexities to my sorrow i am involved and what vast anxieties this executioner of mine pointing to davus has contrived for me by his devices what is it so wonderful if he takes example from yourself you would not say that if you understood either myself or my affection i am quite aware you have just now had a dispute with your father and he is now angry with you in consequence, and has not been able today to prevail upon you to marry her. No, not at all. As you are not acquainted with my sorrows, these nuptials were not in preparation for me, and no one was thinking at present of giving me a wife. I am aware. You have been influenced by your own inclination. Hold! You do not yet know all. For my part, I certainly do know that you are about to marry her. Why are you torturing me to death? Listen to this. He, pointing to Davos, 
never ceased to urge me to tell my father that I would marry her, to advise and persuade me, even until he compelled me. Who was this person? Davis. Davis? For what reason? I don't know, except that I must have been under the displeasure of the gods for me to have listened to him. Is this the fact, Davis? It is the fact. Ha! What do you say, you villain? Then may the gods send you an end worthy of your deeds. Come now, tell me, if all his enemies had wished him to be plunged into a marriage, what advice but this could they have given? I have been deceived, but I don't despair. I'm sure of that. This way it has not succeeded. We'll try another. Unless perhaps you think that because it failed at first, this misfortune cannot now possibly be changed for better luck. Certainly not, for I quite believe that if you set about it, you will be making two marriages for me out of one. I owe you this, Pamphilus, in respect of my servitude, to strive with hands and feet, night and day, to submit to hazard of my life, to serve you. It is your part, if anything has fallen out contrary to expectation, to forgive me. What I was contriving has not succeeded. Still, I am using all endeavors. Or do you yourself devise something better, and dismiss me? I wish to. Restore me to the position in which you found me. I'll do so. But it must be done directly. But the door of Glycerium's house here makes a noise. That's nothing to you. Davos assuming an attitude of meditation. I'm in search of... Pamphilus, ironically. Dear me, what now at last? Presently I'll give you what I've hit upon. Scene 3. Enter Mysis from the house of Glycerium. Mysis calling at the door to Glycerium within. Now wherever he is, I'll take care that your own Pamphilus shall be found for you and brought to you by me. Do you only, my life, cease to vex yourself mysis mysis turning round who is it <laughs> why pamphilus you do present yourself opportunely to me my mistress charged me to beg of you if you love her to come to her directly she says she wishes to see you pamphilus aside alas i am undone this dilemma grows apace to davus for me and her unfortunate persons now to be tortured this way through your means? For I am sent for, because she has discovered that my marriage is in preparation. From which indeed how easily a respite could have been obtained if he, pointing to Davus, had kept himself quiet. Davus ironically to Carinus. Do proceed, if he isn't sufficiently angry of his own accord, do you irritate him? Isis to Pamphilus. Ay, faith, that is the case, and for that reason, poor thing, she is now in distress. Isis, I swear by all the gods that I will never forsake her, not if I were to know that all men would be my enemies in consequence. Her have I chosen for mine. She has fallen to my lot. Our feelings are congenial. Farewell, they who wish for a separation between us. Nothing but death separates her from me. I begin to revive. Not the responses of Apollo are more true than this. 
if it can possibly be contrived that my father may not believe that this marriage has been broken off through me, I could wish it. But if it cannot be, I will do that which is easily effected, for him to believe that through me it has been caused. What do you think of me? That you are as unhappy as myself. Davos placing his finger on his forehead. I'm contriving an expedient. You are a clever hand, if you do set about anything. Assuredly, I'll manage this for you. There's need of it now. But I've got it now. What is it? For him. Pointing to Pamphilus. I've got it, not for you, don't mistake. I'm quite satisfied. <sighs> what will you do? Tell me. I'm afraid that this day won't be long enough for me to execute it. So don't suppose that I've now got leisure for relating it. Do you but take yourself off at once, for you are a hindrance to me. I'll go and see her. Goes into the house of Glycerium. Davos to Carinus. What are you going to do? Whither are you going from here? Do you wish me to tell you the truth? No, not at all. Aside. He's making the beginning of a long story for me. What will become of me? Come now, you unreasonable person. Are you not satisfied that I gave you a little respite by putting off his marriage? But yet, Davis. What then? That I may marry her. Absurd. Be sure to come hither. Pointing in the direction of his house. To my house, if you can effect anything. Why should I come? I can do nothing for you. But still, if anything... Well, well, I'll come. If you can, I shall be at home. Exit. Scene 4. Mises and Davos. Do you, Mises, remain here a little while until I come out? For what reason? There's a necessity for so doing. Make haste. I'll be here this moment, I tell you. He goes into the house of Glycerium. Scene 5. Mises alone. Mises to herself. That nothing can be secure to anyone. Ye gods, by our trust in you. I used to make sure that this Pamphilus was a supreme blessing for my mistress, a friend, a protector, a husband secured under every circumstance. Yet what anguish is she, poor thing, now suffering through him? Clearly there's more trouble for her now than there was happiness formerly. But Davos is coming out. Scene 6 Enter Davos from the house of Glycerium with the child. My good sir, prithee, what is that? Whither are you carrying the child? My sis, I now stand in need of your cunning being brought into play in this matter, and of your address. Why, what are you going to do? Davos holding out the child. Take it from me directly, and lay it down before our door. Prithee, on the ground? Davos pointing. Take some sacred herbs from the altar here, and strew them under it. Why don't you do it yourself? That if perchance I should have to swear to my master that I did not place it there, I may be enabled to do so with a clear conscience. I understand. 
have these new scruples only just now occurred to you pray bestir yourself quickly that you may learn what i'm going to do next mysis lays the child at simo's door oh jupiter what's the matter the father of the intended bride is coming in the middle of it all the plan which i had first purposed i now give up i don't understand what you are talking about i'll pretend too that i've come in this direction from the right do you take care to help out the conversation by your words whenever there's necessity i don't at all comprehend what you are about but if there's anything in which you have need of my assistance as you understand the best i'll stay that i mayn't in any way impede your success davos retires out of sight scene seven enter creamies on the other side of the stage going toward the house of simo creamies to himself after having provided the things necessary for my daughter's nuptials i'm returning that i may request her to be sent for seeing the child but what's this in faith it's a child addressing mysis woman have you laid that here pointing to the child mysis aside looking out for davus where is he don't you answer me mysis looking about to herself oh, he isn't anywhere to be seen woe to wretched me the fellow has left me and is off davus coming forward and pretending not to see them ye gods by our trust in you what a crowd there is in the forum what a lot of people are squabbling there then provisions are so dear aside what to say besides i don't know creamies passes by mysis and goes to a distance at the back of the stage pray why did you leave me here alone davus pretending to start on seeing the child ha what story is this how now mysis whence comes this child who has brought it here are you quite right in your senses to be asking me that whom then ought i to ask as i don't see any one else here creamies apart to himself i wonder whence it has come are you going to tell me what i ask i'm sure davus in a whisper step aside to the right they retire on one side you are out of your senses didn't you your own self davus in a low voice take you care not to utter a single word beyond what i ask you why don't you say aloud once it comes mysis in a loud voice from our house davus affecting indignation heyday indeed it really is a wonder if a woman who is a courtesan acts impudently creamies apart so far as i can learn this woman belongs to the andrian do we seem to you such very suitable persons for you to be playing tricks with us in this way creamies apart i came just in time make haste then and take the child away from the door here in a low voice stay there take care you don't stir from that spot mysis aside may the gods confound you you do so terrify poor me 
davos in a loud voice is it to you i speak or not what is it you want davos aloud what do you ask me again tell me whose child have you been laying here let me know <laughs> don't you know davos in a low voice have done with what i know tell me what i ask mysis aloud it belongs to your people davos aloud which of our people mysis aloud to pamphilus davos affecting surprise in a loud tone how what to pamphilus mysis aloud how now is it not so Cremes apart with good reason have i always been adverse to this match it's clear davos calling aloud oh abominable piece of effrontery why are you bawling out so davos aloud what the very one i saw being carried to your house yesterday evening oh you impudent fellow davos aloud it's the truth i saw Kantara stuffed out beneath her clothes in faith i thank the gods that several free women were present at the delivery davos aloud assuredly she doesn't know him on whose account she resorts to these schemes creams as she fancies if he sees the child laid before the door will not give his daughter if faith he'll give her all the sooner Cremes apart in faith he'll not do so davus aloud now therefore that you may be quite aware if you don't take up the child i'll roll it forthwith into the middle of the road and yourself in the same place i'll roll over into the mud upon my word man you are not sober davus aloud one scheme brings on another i now hear it whispered about that she is a citizen of attica cremis apart ha davus aloud and that constrained by the laws he will have to take her as his wife well now pray is she not a citizen cremis apart i had almost fallen unawares into a comical misfortune comes forward who's that speaking pretending to look about oh Krems, you have come in good time do listen to this i have heard it all already prithee did you hear it here's villainy for you she pointing at my sis, ought to be carried off hence to the torture forthwith to my sis, pointing at creamies this is Krems himself don't suppose that you are trifling with davis only <gasps> wretched me upon my faith i have told no untruth my worthy old gentleman i know the whole affair is simo within he is Cremes goes into simo's house scene eight davus and mysis mysis davus attempting to caress her <sighs> don't touch me villain moving away on my word if i don't tell glycerium all this how now simpleton don't you know what has been done how should i know this is the bride's father 
and couldn't any other way have been managed that he should know the things that we wanted him to know oh, you should have told me that before do you suppose that it makes little difference whether you do things according to impulse as nature prompts or from premeditation scene nine enter crito looking about him crito to himself it was said that crisis used to live in this street who preferred to gain wealth here dishonourably to living honestly as a poor woman in her own country by her death that property has descended to me by law but i see some persons of whom to make inquiry accosting them good morrow to you prithee whom do i see isn't this crito the kinsman of crisis it is he oh my sis greetings to you welcome to you crito is crisis then alas too truly she has indeed left us poor creatures quite heartbroken how fare you here and in what fashion pretty well what we oh, just as we can as they say since we can't as we would how is glycerium has she discovered her parents yet i wish she had what not yet with no favourable omen did i set out for this place for upon my faith if i had known that i would never have moved a foot hither she was always said to be and was looked upon as her sister what things were hers she is in possession of now for me to begin a suit at law here the precedence of others warn me a stranger how easy and profitable a task it would be for me at the same time i suppose that by this she has got some friend and protector for she was pretty nearly a grown-up girl when she left there they would cry out that i am a sharper that a pauper i'm hunting after an inheritance besides i shouldn't like to strip the girl herself oh most worthy stranger if faith crito you still adhere to your good old-fashioned ways lead me to her since i have come hither that i may see her by all means they go into the house of glycerium davos to himself i'll follow them i don't wish the old man to see me at this moment he follows mysis and crito end of act four